What's up, bros and babes? Zach from Bros Bibles and Beer here. I'm recording this in my car outside of the church I attend during the family movie night. They're showing Elf right now, so it just started. I'm really praying, hoping that Buddy finds his dad. Fingers crossed. In this episode, though, we have an old friend of mine, David Millsap. He's somebody who I played in a band with for multiple years. We got to go to Europe. And so that was the foundation of our relationship. He's somebody who believes what he believes hard. However, he did experience a big theological shift, and that changed how he viewed people and how he treated other people, or at least is striving to treat other people. And we explore that. Part of that shift is a move from what most people would call dispensationalism or waiting for the rapture or God to rescue his people to a full-on preterist, which is somebody who believes that all of prophecy and revelation and all all those biblical prophecies have been fulfilled. So it's a mix of personal experience and application and theological discussion, which really excites Scott. So here's what happens. This episode verges on the long because there's some really good discussion And that discussion continued, so what I did is I chopped some of the discussion at the end for this episode to clean it up a little bit, but I included it in a bonus episode coming out soon, look for that, which is unedited discussion, more theological discussion between Dave and Scott mostly, but also Jeff and I. And so these two episodes back-to-back will have a little something for everyone. So please remember to rate and review us on iTunes. You can find us on your favorite podcasting app as well as iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, all at Bros Bibles Beer. And the website, as always, is bbbpod.com, and that has show notes and resources and pictures that we take during the episodes. Let's go catch a preterist. Scott, would you open the door? Heck no. Open the door. Heck no. Open the door, Scott. Okay, come in, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Zach, press record. You're right there. This is me? Yeah, you sit down. Are you serious? You have to hold the mic with your hand. Are you serious? Yeah, Jeff, serious. Jeff. I thought you like to hold and Jeff. stand. Sometimes you like to hold and you? stand. Yeah. You okay. want to sit down okay. all the time? All right. All right. But it, we are in such a, a small space now. Are you We can pace back and forth. Right here. Yeah, there's a coaster for you right there. And beer. And there's beers. That's where he sits. You can put those headphones, headphones on if you like. Sits and down. All right. Tell me the rules about how far away I can go and how many decibels I have to talk. Uh, 40 and not far. Uh, I have no idea. Be on the mic. Twitter to get comfortable, but be on the mic. It's going to be a weird one. I can feel it. (sighs) Well, I'm going to watch my P's and Q's. It's already hot. Already hot. Let's take a shoe. I wore my slippers. I wore my sword. Slippers. Well, you might not need that because these guys don't really want to read the Bible. So. Okay, yeah. So how are you guys doing? 
How's it going? How's it going? Uh, it's Thanksgiving Eve. Boom. I'm Boom. On, I'm on vacation. Boom. That sounds like a good time. Boom. It was Thanksgiving Eve. Yes. So I'll, when this comes out, I'll be in the middle of my vacation. You'll be in the middle of Boomtown. Yeah. As an elementary school teacher, winter vacation, for me, is five weeks long. Can you open me? Who I has, can who open. Has the open. I can open you, Zach. Open me up, I Scott. I don't know what that means. Well, <clears throat> you're a literalist, so <clears throat> that means yeah. what it sounds like. Would you like. like a Yellow Snow IPA by Rogue Brewing Company? I would like a Yellow Snow IPA by Rogue Brewing Company. I will accomplish that, hopefully. So right off the top, I do want to give a little credit or a, little, a couple shout outs. This guy, Matt Vest, on Twitter, at MattVest21, he said recently, hey, at Bros Bibles Beer, love your podcast. Thanks for being awesome. Are you guys carried in Hawaii, too? We are. A couple, there's a couple stations. <laughs> so uh, what are these hand signals? Do you guys not care about Matt? No, I do. I, I appreciate that he, we, he thinks we are awesome. Whose glass are you hijacking right now? For I'm that asking you if this is your glass. That's mine. Jeff, you don't understand when I point to my chest and I point to your glass and say, is this yours with my lips? You don't understand what that means? You know what? Do whatever you got to do. Pour the beer. This always happens. I always give you guys the straight glasses with no shape. I prefer the, the glasses with the shape like a lady. Uh-oh. So that's how you know. You So, like, because ladies like shapes. I don't know what shape that is, Scott. What's this? What kind of a human animal would you describe this shape as, Jeff? A hyena. Balland. A, a balland. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is a balland? A bell. End. Oh. Doy. Okay. Sorry, Zach. We cut you off. <clears throat> yeah. Can you can you repeat Mr. Vest? Yeah. No. Re- repeat Mr. Vest's. He just said, love your podcast. Thanks for being awesome. So thank you, Matt Vest. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Also, this goes back a little bit, but I don't think we ever read it. At Jettison Inc. It's a blog that you should check out where he's basically rewriting the Bible. Yeah. Borderline heresy. If but not full on, plenty of pop culture references and whatnot. So, but he said, "I'm calling it at Bros Bibles Beer is my favorite podcast." Said the agnostic with no credibility. Ooh, okay. Take back the heresy thing then. If he's gonna say we're the best podcast, so, thanks, Mister Inc. But but probably probably partial heresy. Yeah. But you like you like passing out heresy. Do I? Like it's candy. Do I? You just pass out heresy to children on Halloween. I Oh, yeah. I put razor blades all up in that heresy. Define heresy, Scott. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Oh, it's a good one. Quickly, though. Quickly. So a heresy would be anything that is not in accord with what Uh, God has revealed to us. Who's us? (laughs) The world. This is not supposed to be uh, deep or... (laughs) The world. Because <laughs> I know God's revealed several things to different people. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Like, th- what like do you mean? Like Joseph Smith. 
God's revealed to him some stuff. You know that God has revealed the things to Joseph Smith. No, he knows that, and his followers oh, okay. know that. Yeah, so I would call that heresy. You would call it that. Oh, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. That's awesome. Zach, do you think that... They- <laughs> so, Zach, do you think that people can say something that is not what God has revealed. That is a, not only that something that God has not revealed, but that is... But ag- also true? No, but that is against what God has revealed. It directly contradicts what God has revealed. I would suppose that's possible. However, we can't really know that. Whether or not we can know it, do people say things that are contrary to what is God's revelation to us, the truth about himself. Given that we can't know it with 100% certitude? God does not exist. Yeah. So if I say... I mean, wait, what? If, if I say God does not exist, is that heresy or is that, oh, that's, that's great, that's your opinion, and, uh, you know, we can't, we can't know whether or not God exists, so I guess I just have to say... I don't know. I can't call it heretical. No, I just say it's that person's opinion. What is? I'll leave you to pass out heresy to him or her. What is? What is that? Well, but just just the idea of heresy existing at all, though, is what I'm what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's just it exists, but it, the line, the bar also, moves. It's a moving bar based on who's doling out the heresy. Yeah. So we have to for, we have to forget. So I'm, I'm trying to get at real Well, isn't actuality. a judgment against a belief, and that judgment has to be against a position that a group holds as truth? Yeah, I, so it's a moving bar. Well, no, it doesn't, it doesn't have but to who's be... who's heresy? The Roman Church of Rome's heresy, or... Scott Holbert's heresy. Orthodox Eastern yeah. Church, or... Well, no, no, it's not, it's not about what I, what I think is true and everyone else is a heretic. That's not what I'm saying at all. But just the idea... Of heresy existing at all, though, is what I is what I'm asking. So, would you just consider heresy a non-truth? Heresy, by definition, would be something that is not not true. Correct. Wait, not that is not not true, but <laughs> so something going under the guise of being uh, religious or pertaining to religion, or more specific, the Bible, um, but being not true. Correct. Okay. Hey guys, my head is spinning. I know because every, everyone has everyone is correct. Yeah, that's what I live by. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Wait a minute. Why do you think I, <laughs> I voted? I missed the first meeting. Why do you think I voted Jeff in to be an overseer? There you go. It's crazy. So I don't. I guess I don't know your stance, Zach, from uh, last time I saw you eight years ago. That was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, we have Dave as a guest today. How's it going, Dave? It's going well. That's great. Not just any Dave. Dave Millsap. David Jotham Millsap. Is that still correct? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Dave and I go way back. We played in a band together. We bought our first property together. That could also be heard in Hawaii. It was in Hawaii, or Hawaii. 
depending on how you want to pronounce that. Hawaii. Hawaii. And uh, we played in a band together and lived together. I said that. We did lots of stuff. We probably got a dog drunk once or twice. Rusty did that. Okay. Well, I was going to leave it ambiguous, but if you're going to name names. Yeah. That was that was good time. So Dave's back in town for Thanksgiving, visiting family. He's from Kentucky now. Would you say you're from Kentucky no. now? You still say you're SoCal? Yeah. We'll let people judge your accent, and they can make their own judgments on that, maybe? Okay. Yeah. So you changed your shirt, I see. Mm-hmm. Um, was that for a particular reason, Dave? Yeah, I'm on a podcast, and I wanted to wear something with a collar. And button, That's and very... And buttons. Yeah, it was very professional. You do know this is not a video podcast. And and in fact, to your left is our own Jeff Pearson wearing <laughs> sweatpants <laughs> and slippers. And slippers. He just woke up on the couch. <laughs> you know what? It's comfort. It's comfort. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, you look comfortable. I am comfortable. Yeah. And you're comfortable to hug, too. Let's get let's get this party going. I like your shoulder on my chest. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I, Dave, I have a question for you just to... Can you look at Dave when you talk to him, Get please? things going. So going back, let's say 15... How old are you? 38. Okay, so 15, 18 years ago, if you could give a piece of advice, worldly and spiritually, to your, let's say your 18-year-old self or 20-year-old self, what advice would you give... Your 20-year-old self. Well, if I took that advice, I wouldn't be who I am today. So, we'll play I don't know. For pretend. Okay. For pretend. Um, yeah, not he, to be a hypocrite. I'd probably want to practice what I preach a little more strictly. Yeah. And you did preach a lot. Oh, yeah. I, I am, as Steve Gregg says, the, uh, the world's best, most uh, authority on my own opinion. Who, who is Steve Gregg? I'm gonna try Steve, that again. Steve Gray. Who's... <laughs> Don't pronounce his G. Is that how you do it, Scott? Steve Gray. Well, you pronounce one of them. Not the t- not, if it's an ending G, you don't pronounce Greg. it. Then it would be Steve Ray. Steve Gray. He's a Bible teacher out of uh, Marietta. You're good. Or Southern California. Yeah. So is that the worldly advice or the spiritual advice? Worldly advice. Um, stay in school. <laughs> School is cool. We need some. Look at me. We need some old NBC commercial where they would do that. Stay in school, and there'd be stars on the TV with. Or don't start school. Little... Don't waste time in school. One of those two. Don't learn the thing that wants. Don't learn the thing that starts you to want to learn more, because then you just never end learning. I wish I focused on myself a lot less. If I could go back in time. Would you call yourself self-centered? Yes, yes. And what about that back then, though? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, really, if, if you would have said, you know, I was self-centered back then, would you have gone back and said, you know what, focus on other people? And yeah, yeah, I would definitely focus on putting other people before myself. That would have changed a lot of things, I imagine. So where are you... Today with that, obviously, I would hope not self-centered. Less self-centered. So where is the where are you focused elsewhere uh, in terms of like on others in your life? 
Um, well, it helps having a, a wife and two kids. A little balance. That changes the whole perspective. Um, but still getting the old um, a bachelor life and, and my time and uh, my interests off of the table and focusing on others, and just not just my family, but you know how I spend my time and, and finances, um, other than entertaining myself. Um, I think is an important thing. I, that sounds like a judgment against me playing video games in front of my kids. Is that what you're saying? In front of them? Are you judging me them? right now? If you're playing with them. No. Oh, yeah. I don't let them play. Yeah. Yeah. It's, How are they going to help me play Destiny? They never win, so. I think it's an epidemic in America. Destiny? <laughs> Entertainment. Yeah. Cause there's a book called Entertain to Death. How'd they come up it. with that one? That's our podcast motto, actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. you're gonna have so much fun listening to us, you're gonna die. Okay, so I can I, I kind of hear this standard, uh, this standard, this expectation that you have, which is good, you know, as a married man um, and a father. So when you when you are home, or when you come home. And you've got your kids. Uh, I assume they're around. Uh, how old are they? Two and five. So they're running around somewhere. Um, what is that when you say, uh, you know, you're not going to entertain? Um, you're not going to entertain yourself, not focus on yourself. So what does that look like um, as a father when you uh, walk through the door? Probably uh, offering my assistance to my wife um you know reading books to my kids they just they're hungry for it when i get home um playing with them just doing work at home instead of going oh i'm done i did my time for the day and i'm going to do what i want to do you know, I, I don't really have any games in the house i don't uh don't go play pool and poker like i used to do Dang my it. life used to be about me uh, a lot about me and it was a hard transition when i got married even before kids, um, I was spending a lot of time, you know, on video games. And one night, I it, it really occurred to me. I was sitting there with my wife asleep on the couch next to me, and we were still in our first year of marriage. And I was on my uh, laptop playing some, you know, RPG online uh, game. That's a game. What, what game? game? Um, you can name names here. It's safe. <laughs> well, it wasn't StarCraft, but it was. Uh, I think. Um, Oh, Legends, something or other. It was one of those free, free flash based ones. <laughs> Zach, is, I'm sorry, Zach. Are we looking for sponsors? Can we continue? Yeah, just don't say anything bad about and, them too much because in the future they may re bividends for us. I looked over next to me. <laughs> I looked over next to me and we hardly talked. And she's, you know, asleep and I'm, I'm on there talking or messaging these strangers all over the, the states people i don't know and they're they've spent money on the game and i'm like oh we gotta go battle this clan over here and i'll see you in the morning and you know all kinds of stuff and i'm like what in the world am i doing i don't know any of these people these are just pixels and you know light coming out of my phone i got real life next to me asleep you know i'm supposed to love her cherish her we're supposed to be building a life together and i'm sitting here talking to strangers via text on a video game and um, I just felt really convicted about how I was spending my time and the things that I thought were important. And it was all about entertaining myself. And that was it. So in that moment, sitting there mm -hmm. <clears throat> that evening, 
you I you was, had this. I was thought. convicted. Um, I saw her asleep next to me, and I was concerned about strangers online with a video game more than I was about talking with my right. wife and seeing how her day went at work. And this is a, this is a, I mean you know this is a little bit of a problem in our society. A little bit, yeah. A lot of men aren't growing up and uh, taking responsibilities. They're they're focused on their own their own. Uh, um, they're just focused on entertainment. Right. There was that Kentucky accent, by the way. Entertainment. Mm-hmm. You're losing your SoCal cred, I think. Slowly, we'll see. So you've been married seven years. Eight. Crap. Eight. Sure. <laughs> Eight years. Seven years. Um, yeah. So why don't you go back? <laughs> seven years. I've been married seven years. Because he doesn't count. He's just not counting whole years. So he, it's All right. confusing All right. when he's Continue asking. Continue on. Continue on. I'm 37 and four-fifths. Is that what we're doing? Okay. So going back, you are... How would you describe your faith when you were... We were playing in the band a decade ago or whatever. Mm. Um, how would you describe... Your faith when you knew everything. Okay. And you were self-centered. Uh, yes. And you only cared about yourself. Mm-hmm. How would you describe your faith? I was uh, secure in my faith because I believed, well, Jesus died for me. I'm forgiven of all I do. And I uh, just want to make sure people are doing worse things than me are held accountable, I guess. It was easy to see because I was covered. Um, our he- that is yeah. so amazing. Wanted to make sure people who are doing worse things than me are held accountable. <laughs> that... well, I saw them as worse than me. So right, but that is just that's such a brutal statement and so brutally honest. That is a lot of people. I, I mean, I've been there for sure. I still am there sometimes. I, I think to make myself feel better, I'll say Jeff and Scott are there sometimes, right, guys? You might be making yourself feel better right now. Well, it was so easy to hold myself against the standard of other people. You know, I could look at someone else and go, oh, I'm not as bad as them. You know, I'm better than them because I don't do that. That's not the standard we're supposed to hold ourselves to. Yeah. I love this carpet, by the way. Thank you. It, you can't see where um, the kids... Pubes. Yeah, oh. you, you can't see pubes. <laughs> I heard boobs, and I was like, I'm, I, sh- I'm sure if there are boobs down there, you could see them. Actually, I I do good <clears throat> vacuum patterning. So when you vacuum, you can make a pattern in the carpet. I can draw a mean boob in the carpet with a vacuum. Okay, yeah. So Poobs yeah. makes more sense. Though. Did you say poobs? Poobs, pubes, boobs. So that is Wait, the benefit of dark the- carpet. <laughs> I blame you, Dave Millsap. The D- dark DJM. carpet. So... You were very sure about your faith, mm-hmm. and there were certain things you were passionate about in the faith, i.e., what's going to happen in America coming soon. Will you describe that a little bit? I saw signs of, um, well, I guess I just ascribed to the idea that, oh, things are getting worse. What's, being, what's good is called evil. What's evil is being called good. Um, the world seemed to be going to pot. I know I'm allowed to say other words, but I'm not well, going to. In California, it literally is now since pot's, <laughs> pot's legal. Thank Jesus. Yeah. It got registered the ammo. Think, think who, whom? Jesus. Who, who hey, is that? Jesus. This is California. I know, you, I know you're not referring to the real Jesus. I just was wondering well, who you're referring to. Who do you Jesus. think made the pot? That's right. Uh, it's a result of the fall. <laughs> <laughs> who made aspirin? Bear. Um, <laughs> um, where was I? 
So you had that lens of the the world is going to shit. Yeah. And you interpreted all events through that lens. Like you could only see the world as getting worse, therefore ushering in. I'm still a pessimist. Um, I have a issue with humanity and, and it's hard to be where there's a lot of people. Um, but I, I didn't know how to love others that I saw as being worse than me. I know it was easy for me to look down on them because I'd hold myself to my own standards against them. And so far off from, from what Christ taught. And, uh, I must've been real absorbed in my own, uh, my, my own life to where I just, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm right with God. Cause you know, I'm forgiven and all these guys are just wrong. And, uh, at the time, would you, you would have saw, saw yourself. I'm struggling with the words, guys. You would have seen yourself <laughs> as, as being Christ-like back then. I wouldn't have called myself Christ-like. No, even oh, then, really? even then I wouldn't. I would call myself a Christian being forgiven, but I think I knew better than to think I was Christ-like. Do you think it was just out of um, immaturity in terms of your faith? You just haven't traveled um, far enough in the faith? You know, a lot of that's based on what I was um, fed as a Christian growing up. You know, this once saved, always saved. Once you accept Christ into your heart and say the prayer, you're good to go. You've got your ticket to heaven. Uh, A lot of that's changed um, as I've read the Word and, uh, you know, seen it through the eyes of the people that that was spoken to. They didn't focus a whole lot on the afterlife. They focused on living in the kingdom while they were alive. And living a righteous life. Did you do? Did you have any mentors that Mm-mm. talked to? No. No. I had, well, I had um, you know internet and video and pastors, but I didn't have anyone in my life personally that I could say was a mentor. Which I think is a problem with the church, uh, and led to those kind of fruits. And I think um, that kind of led me to where I am now is seeing what what's wrong with the church today in America anyway. And, um, you know, what was the early church doing then? And what's, what's this big difference? Because I saw myself as a fruit of the Southern California church. And yeah, Laguna Beach type of fruit. fruit. Yeah. And I know we, we were kind of a, a Christian band that morphed into a Christian Zina band because we wanted to do things that uh, a Christian band can't do, like... Um, Take our shirts off in a church. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you know, we work for, you know, we got beers and liquors and stuff as tips. And, you know, I don't think any of our words use the word Jesus. I don't, I, honestly, if I had, I would not describe myself as a Christian during that time. Looking back now? Looking back now, okay. I would say that I was not a Christian. If, or I was falling away or backslidden, however you want to look at it. So if you were hitting a car accident, you would be just starting your eternal conscious torment? Is that what you're saying? I don't believe in eternal torment. Oh, okay. Maybe we'll get there in, yeah, in a maybe. little bit. This is, <laughs> this is potentiality to get juicy. Okay, so Zach, you, you, said went, Jews? you went back. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Dispensationally hey. juicy. You went back 10 years, and so are you going somewhere with that? Well, I'm fascinated in people's transformations. So somebody being so sure of what they believed and seeing people a certain way because of what they believed, and and now it sounds like you're different. When did that start? That's that's kind of... And are you sure today? 
I'm sure I believe what I believe is right in the things that I believe are true. And there are some things I'm still learning. Um, but I, I definitely know, um, the way we look at others is a reflection on, um, well, this is how I looked at others, not the way Christ would have looked at others. I looked at others as somebody maybe insecure or who just thought I was right. And, um, it was pretty shallow, I'd say. So you were constantly just comparing yourself. Okay, I'm good. I'm better than them. I can move Perhaps. on to the next. Okay. I'd say it's a possibility. But then you, were you pretty sure 10 years ago and now it's just a different certainty? Well, I would say I was sure about what I was taught and I, you know, I, I believed what I was taught. Okay. And, and then I spent a lot of time, it became my hobby over the last, uh, I'd say five years, um, just looking at all kinds of different um, positions of scripture, positions of doctrine, um, debates on, you know, the best of each side and all their arguments, all the scripture they have. Um, it all started when I started diving into uh, the Hebrew Roots movement. Um, that's a long conversation. But Can I'm you not give a part us a of brief, that. A brief? Uh, no, I mean, we all know about that, but just for the listeners... Just a brief one. Sure. I know Jeff wants to explain it right now, but we're going to let Dave explain briefly. Please do so. Sure. So, of course, I just always knew there was kind of an issue with uh, the way we did church um, compared to how maybe, you know, early church did it. And I've always been kind of opposed to the way the the Church of Rome does things. But... um, the Hebrew Roots movement was pointing out things like that about the church, but then going wanting to go all the way back, and um, they brought a lot of the Old Testament in and saying, look, you know, Jesus did not say, don't do this and don't do this. They were doing that because they were still under the, the Torah, if you will, the law. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's, that's right. You know, Jesus didn't actually say... Um, we're not supposed to observe the Sabbath. Yeah, Jesus actually didn't say we're, we're allowed to eat any food. And, you know, so we're just mistaken and we've perverted things. And the more I dug in to the Old Testament and looking at the Hebrew view of things and the way that the, the early church looked at things, because when people think of early church, they see Christians, and a lot of, I don't think a lot of Christian Americans realize um, they were all Jews that had believed in the Messiah and then became Christians. And and many of whom were still Jews. Well, it depends, sure. yeah, the most part, right? depends yeah. on what you mean by I mean, still Jesus, Jews. Jesus didn't though. stop being a Jew. Right. Paul was still Jewish. Right. Well, but, but it depends on what you mean by Jewish. Like. So they stopped having their identity in, um, in their genealogy and in their Judaism, and they had their identity in Christ. And so they right. became Christians. Okay. And in Christ, there's no Jew or Gentile. Uh, I think that was a big thing for me that, you know, people today say, oh, you know, there's a, this Messianic Jew. I'm like, well, the Bible had words for them. They were called Christians. And, you know, and I don't know how much about Jews I want to get in. I don't believe there are any real Jews today. Because in AD 70, as we know, Jerusalem was completely That sounds destroyed. like a can of worms. Yes, it, it does. Com- yeah. That's, but I mean, as yeah. far as Jerusalem being destroyed, what defines a Jew, as far as Judaism goes, is following Judaism and that, that covenant. And they knew there was a new covenant coming, and Jesus, if he, inst- he instituted the new covenant, the old covenant was done away with. You know, that's, the end of days means the end of the old covenant. 
when the temple was destroyed, there's no way they could practice Judaism as it was described in the Old Testament. Okay. Well, they there's no Aaronite priests, no there's no Levitical priesthood, there's yeah. no sacrifices. Well, but if they if they they could make a tabernacle. According to to what? To the Exodus tabernacle. I mean, God judged that whole program. It's done. Well, so, but would they say that? Right. No, they wouldn't. But which is why they de- they denied Christ as the Messiah. And as John writes in First John, uh, that's Antichrist. Well, right. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying that to say that they can't be Jewish anymore, or no one can be Jewish anymore because the temple was destroyed. So they can't then practice Judaism. Not the way the Bible. We're talking about OG, OG Jew, right? Well, what I'm well, what I'm saying is, or suggesting, or postulating, is that they don't have to have a temple, a, a brick and mortar temple. They can have a tabernacle to sacrifice in. They can put up a tabernacle according to the specs well, of the Old Testament. Are, what priests are going to carry out that that sacrifice? Uh, so if if they if they can, they would have to prove that they and are what the altar are they do? Where's where is the uh, holy they, of holies? That's, right. Well, the tabernacle would contain the holy of holies, so, and what and that was where God dwelt, and then and then um, the temple was built, and and. And there was uh, procedures for um, sacrificing and atoning for sin, and that was all destroyed. You know, Jesus said, "You know, not one stone will be left on another." Well, no, I, I understand. And those apostles that heard yeah. him say that knew what that entailed, and they said, "Whoa, when is this going to yeah. happen?" Well, no, I under I understand from a Christian perspective that that is that's done. The old covenant is done away with. The new covenant has been instituted. But I'm saying from to say that there are no Jews anymore, or they, mm-hmm. or they can't be a Jew to practice the old covenant. If they, they're, they're, I'm just saying that there can be if they were to take the old, the old covenant. So you're saying if they were to make a lot of things today that no, don't no. exist, like there's no temple, there's no priesthood. If they well, were I'm saying they don't need a temple, they need the tabernacle. Why, why can't well, the tabernacle the f- fulfill that that uh, the, the the God where God would dwell? Okay, let's say they build the tabernacle. Yeah, so where they get this, the priests? This is I'm, all, just, I'm just saying that to to say that this is all going to be available be on Scott's upcoming podcast, Theology Explorer. Uh, <laughs> I would call. I would say if if anybody not to say it's valid, right. just to say that they they can fulfill the old covenant as written down. It's captured. Well, in, they would have to somehow find uh, the priests, the lineage uh, of the Levitical priesthood. Yeah, there, there and there's were, no way. Okay. Those, yeah. Those doc- Zach wants to change. I those feel like we should move destroyed. on. Yeah. We could go round and round. I know, round and round. Zach, you're so boring because sometimes. We, we were in the timeline of going 10 years back. We're trying to do a podcast then, right now. And then you briefly asked him, briefly, to People define. podcasts about quilting. Oh, here we go. All right, so, so where in were my we? Hebrew roots movement, um, that, that research, was one of the catalysts. I, went, catalysts. I was going through the Old Testament a lot, and 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 I understood my Bible a lot more after that. I think a lot of uh, mainstream Christianity does not read the Old Testament in whole. I think they might read a few of the main books, and uh, you know they know about Goliath and maybe Exodus, but reading the prophets and really getting to the understanding of how um, the Jews in Jesus' day. When they said, oh, when they referred to Scripture, they were talking about the Old Testament. And what were they expecting? 
how did they use language? Um, I, it just opened up a whole nother <laughs> um, way of looking at the Bible. And I stopped looking at uh, reading myself into it. And I said, okay, you know, Jesus was talking to these guys here and, and, and referring to things around them. And what would they have understood it as? Exactly. So that shifted you from... It changed the way I read the Bible. Okay. So you came from waiting for the rapture for God to rescue his people before the Great Tribulation? That's kind of what you believed kind of, yeah. in general? Yeah. Kind of a dispensational thing? Mm-hmm. I was a Calvary Chapel person. You can Google it, Jeff. And then... <laughs> Premillennial, pre-tribulational. Yeah, and that's we we probably were all kind of like that. Yeah, just y'all were. Just, I will just say what I am now. If you have to throw me in a box, and I, yeah, I would, I would say I'm a full preterist. Scott has a real small box for you to try to get into later. My box is a lot bigger. I think it's been you used. Might, your box might be a little too big. You might want to try. <laughs> you might want to try yeah. my box, but just box. I'm still constructing it. <laughs> He's still been in the box. Yeah, my box doesn't have all of its six sides, so oh, six sides. What is the significance? Oh my gosh. That's the box of the devil. The devil's box. Oh, devil. So your box that you are currently occupying, if we had to name it, would be a full preterist. Uh, I believe all prophecy was fulfilled. So in how far? AD. How far are you allowed to? How close can you get to schools legally? As a preterist. <laughs> Do you have to register in every city you move to? What color is your dot on the map? To catch a preterist. <laughs> okay, so... Wait, I'm, go ahead. No, no, don't, don't Jeff, go. Jeff, continue. I'm, I'm so curious as to how this... So you see the Bible a different... How you read it. You're reading it through yeah, a different lens. Yeah. I'm wondering... You know, with what you said before, with you know the your time and energy, and with your family, and with your wife sitting there, and you're wasting your time and not investing in your wife. I still and, waste too much time <laughs> on things that don't matter. I, I think we probably. I forgive you. We probably all do. Um, we have. So, is there some impact to how you see the Bible? Is there is impact that you how, how you see the Bible? I would say, uh, is this the church out I'm going life? to? The church I'm going to now is real big into community um, and you know, serving the community of God and and each other and and I'm learning from other people who are actually laying down their lives for others at, rather than focusing on themselves. Rather than thinking, will this inconvenience me? I'll think, how can I bless them? Um, and it's hardest to apply in my home. It's easy to do it to others because, you know, they're from the outside and they can give me praises and stuff. But my wife probably wouldn't see it the same way. Um, she probably wish I would, you know, do more for the home. And, you know, I, she probably see, sees me doing more for myself at home. Um, but, yeah, it's really affected the way I, my life is not supposed to be lived for myself. So I'm supposed to lay down my life for others, starting with my wife and my children. Um, not supposed to be worried about being wronged or f- like, you know, oh, I feel uh, I feel that an injustice has been done to me. Well, boohoo. So would you say so? Preterism, which we'll we'll get to. We kind of just made jokes and glanced over that, but sure. that was my fault because it's not a real theory. Anyways, we got, 
That's Scott at brosbiblesbeer.com. Do I have so, that? Email I would define I preterism as um, believing that all the prophecy has already taken place. It's past, as opposed to futurism, where there's you know a rapture and whatnot. In the so future. you think, in general, you preterists believe that you're part of the kingdom now and building that kingdom, or yeah, is the kingdom as John already? the Baptist came saying, uh, um, bringing in the kingdom of, of God, and Jesus said the kingdom of God's at hand, and as he ascended after his uh, resurrection to the throne, um, yes, I would say the kingdom was ushered in um, when Christ came, and as he sits on the throne there, and, and he, uh, he bound Satan, so that, he, I mean, he cast out demons and whatnot because he bound the strong man. Does your view of the eschaton or whatever the the end times which were a part of in in uh, preterist views does that bit. does that inform how yeah. you look at how you do bit. church and how you look at people yeah i would and, say is that a lot different from i'm ahead of you before i would say um some people their hopes are in the rapture or in god's future kingdom or in their afterlife mine or a preterist perhaps is in living righteously now in God's kingdom amongst the world. And just like God or Jesus lived, I'm not so concerned about heaven as I was before. It's not my end goal. I'm, I'm concerned about being transformed now while I'm alive and affecting others through that instead of just focusing on my own myself and me going to heaven. Um, the kingdom of God you know, is here. It's not visible. Jesus said, you know, you won't see it coming. Here it is or there it is. Um, but it's a spiritual kingdom. Interesting. You don't have to be a preterist to to have that view of, sure. of right, uh, uh, you know, living for not just for me going to heaven, but but having an outward focus view and uh, mm-hmm. your, your... Love own, God, love neighbor. Right. You don't have to be a preterist to, to, to do that. Correct. Um, but when you say Satan is bound, he was bound so that he could he would not dis- deceive the nations. Does, so right now, are are people deceived? Well, yeah, but it doesn't require Satan. So they are they are they're just they're deceived by their own passions mm-hmm. and, and lusts and desires. But Correct. right now, Satan Satan is not he's well, not the prince of the power of the air. Before the gospel well, came, we had. The nation, the Israel was the only nation that was considered, you know, God's people. All the other nations were pagan. There, there was no such thing as atheism. It was everybody had a, a god, a demon, a goddess. Um, well, once Christ came, she was hot too. Once he instituted the new <laughs> covenant and he bound Satan, um, the gospel spread to all the nations. And now we have Christianity just spreading all over every every generation, every uh, country. There are more Christians in China than there are in America now, from what I've heard. Well, they got more people. Right. <laughs> so they have no excuse, Scott? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> they better. Well, the, go- the gospel reached them first, bef- went long before it reached probably Britain and uh, well, that's Northern a different Asia. Europe. No. So, so, yeah, I believe it, it had <laughs> to do with Asia the minor. way Jesus um, had dominion on the earth as opposed to Satan. And when they said, you know, you're you're exercising these demons, and he said, you know, how can you first, um, right, right? If you say I cast this, yeah, you, you have you to can't bind rob the strong, the strong man, man yeah. unless you first bound, bind him. Yeah, if I cast out demons by the spirit, then the kingdom of God is correct. Right. Yeah, but you're so the the full preterist view is that Satan currently is bound. 
um, so that he's not influencing humanity or the world now, now. That's another can of worms, Satan, because I think a lot of people, oh, Zach, don't, you shouldn't let Satan, you know, he's not, control so He's currently not prowling Satan. around like a roaring lion seeking to devour Christians. Sure. I would say he, he could be, but... Well, um, if he's bound. Satan is not omniscient. A lot of people talk about Satan as if he is. You right. Know, right. You know, Satan is leading you astray. Oh, Satan has nothing to do with you, probably. Satan's elsewhere. So you see Satan, Scott, as being literally bound where he, he, as opposed, so if it's a literal binding, his spiritual being. What does the full preterist mean that when they say Satan is bound? That's what they mean, that his activity is bound. He's not active the same way he was. No, does that mean it's just limited or that he can't? He can't act in he's well, got, He's got like a, a shot call on, on the Greek. Right, right. If you do a word search on the Greek, that it has to do with limiting his actions. If and, you do something evil or bad, do you blame it on Satan? Depends on how bad it is. <laughs> Let's say you murder your mom. <laughs> the last time you looked at boobs. If you murdered your mom, would oh, you blame man, it on that Satan? That was like a couple of days ago. Not the one I murdered my mom, but when I looked at boobs, right. it was a couple of days ago. So, so do you, you think did Satan himself? <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't a couple days Why ago. Did you look at your mom's boobs. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh man, I don't know what they do in Kentucky. But you I, uh, I agree that was you, Satan. Satan's not bound. Sorry, Dave. You don't well, remember no, no. looking at him, but you did, and you suckled <laughs> them. Correct. <laughs> Correct. No, actually, I don't think she. I don't think she breastfed. No. Um. I. <laughs> no. But <laughs> this, this is deteriorating fast. But, um, I should probably be clear, not all full predators believe all the same things. And for context, Scott, just in general, what what box, quote unquote, are you coming are you asking questions out of? I completely resent that that question. I, don't, I think boxes. it's a great as, question. As if like a box or anything. I'm he's No, he's, no box can t- contain you, Scott. He's making you know, he you made a statement. And yeah, I just you're want asking you great to, questions, but you, I just want you to define. Well, you, so have, if, you have a framework you're coming from. If well, and I think people want to know that we, we barely know about you, Scott. If Satan is bound, sure. Is he? I I would I would take that as he's bound. He he he's not. He's not I would feel comfortable saying this. That I would feel comfortable saying there is no Satan, and and I because I don't blame everything on Satan. Well, whether or not you I'm blame not everything on that. Satan, though, I'm not saying that. But I think what, when Christians use the word, they invoke Satan for everything. Satan was always in the Bible, and Satan was always in one place at a time, and he was either inhabiting somebody or directly involved in somebody's life doing something. He's not omniscient. And I think today when Christians invoke the word Satan, they're saying, oh, don't let Satan lead you astray, as if Satan's right in front of, you know, Zach, like, going like this with his finger, like, right. come here, boy, come here. So I come think here. that would be, a, that's a misunderstanding of right. Scripture. It'd, it'd but be when, hard for me to ignore that finger, to be honest. <laughs> but but when, a, when, a, when you say, full preterists say that Satan is bound, does that mean Satan is not influencing anybody at this time? I can't say he's not influencing anybody. So he's not fully bound. But leading the nations astray, I He's think. got a limiter on. Right, right. Yeah. So, so that he's, he's still, Satan is still active in Christ's kingdom. He can't drive 55, though. Um, <laughs> I would say sin. Sin is still active in Christ, in, in, on the, earth. But, okay, now when you said you feel comfortable saying that Satan doesn't even exist. Yeah, let's just say that. So let me. I'll just ask: Do you think that Satan actually exists? If there was no Satan, would there would there be sin? Uh, that's. Do we have a sin nature? 
did we have a sin nature? Do be- we have a sin nature? D- well, you got to go. Well, going back to the garden. Do you, yes Scott no? Holbert, no. have a sin nature? Well, today? I like that. I Scott like that. doesn't answer those questions. But go ahead, Scott. Well, if, well, if you, good grief! You didn't. Because you, you just all do right. You, moving you, on, you. it would have been nice, but no. Go, okay, Scott, go ahead. Right. So, well, because I said going back to the garden. No, do you? You Scott. have fleshly right. desires. Okay, right. okay, but that no, no, no. That's not. That's not. Do I have a signature? Of course, fleshly desires. Of course, but that's yeah. that's not the Satan question, though. Mm-hmm. Is if there was no Satan, would there be sin? That's the. That's what you asked. Mm-hmm. So, whether or not I have sin is is not getting at that. Getting at sure. the answer to that question. It's back to the garden. Did Adam and Eve have a sin nature before Eve was tempted by the serpent? Well, I guess you would have to define sin nature. Well, you said it, I guess. Well, so Scott, a, actually... A propensity to sin. Would, so would we have... Well, or propensity or the ability to sin? Well, obviously Adam and Eve had the ability because they did. Okay, so... But they were but, tempted. There had to be temptation. Okay, so, the, so but they were tempted by the not, devil. Let's uh, say so, Satan's yeah. in the in in the lake of fire. Is there still temptation? Are there women walking around scantily clad? Yes. Are you tempted to look at them lustfully? Yes. Does Satan have to play a part in that? No. But but where where does your is scantily clad by itself sin? If no one is there to see it, if no <laughs> man's there to see it. <laughs> No, then no. I reject that. Depends on if you're in a tribe and okay. Papua one. No, but so so your response to my question: Does Satan exist? Is if Satan didn't exist, would there still be a propensity to sin? Yes. So where I don't think sin relies on Satan. I think Christians but, are held accountable for for their well, own actions in well, the Bible. Yeah, absolutely. And and a lot of Christians, the whole act, world is. sins aren't blamed on Satan. In the, in the I, Bible, I agree. No, I agree. But we've been talking about the same thing no, no, for we, twenty minutes. No, no. We so give give us give us one more minute. No. Oh, okay, I'll set a timer. One minute. W- one more minute. Okay. But how how does that inform, or how does that lead you to 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 think? Or to to be able to say that Satan doesn't exist, um, I would be comfortable if people didn't have to blame Satan for their sin. So let's say no one is blaming Satan for their sin. Okay, does Satan exist? Maybe, maybe not. Well, so that, my that's the thing. I don't know everything, by the way. I, <laughs> okay, so that's another thing. Throw that. I don't throw need that Satan crap to out the window. Sin, throw sure, throw people's mis, Throw people's misconceptions out the window. Okay. Throw no one here is perfect. No one knows everything. Throw that crap out the window. Mm-hmm. You're not the worst sinner. You guys know everything. Yeah, you're not the worst sinner in the world. Because freaking the other guy we had sure. on the podcast last week is not the freaking is, other guy. That was Mike Erie. Uh, yeah, Mike Erie is the worst sinner in the world. So you can't claim that. <laughs> okay. Not the worst. I'll do, I'll He's the biggest. The biggest. Right. What so, is your question? So, with when Scripture refers to Satan, mm-hmm. the serpent, the mm-hmm. the the deceiver. Uh, the accuser. Yeah. Does that? I mean, it's all it's all figurative or allegorical or something. That, no. that, that So so does what is described in scripture? Was the last exist? time Satan is mentioned in scripture is in Revelation. Oh, it's all the time we have. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. And Re- <laughs> there's a lot of terms being thrown around, guys. You get actually you you and Jeff play into this because you guys start you guys you guys start in we're having a, a, a normal conversation but you, guys you have start, to remember this is a podcast for other listeners you got but you guys start I in love that and our guests just define then, correctness that's yeah. what we're trying to go and then for it, it elevates it when you guys start they do feed the fire yes I actually disagree 
but the guest just agreed with but, me. Yeah, but I I disagree metaphorically with the guest. Well, his what he says is figurative. Anyways. So in general, you're you're looking at Revelation as having passed. Why why do you think Hebrew most, apocalyptic language? It's okay, just like the prophets of the Old Testament. Why do you think so? Probably most Christians in America, this is something they've not heard about. I haven't looked at any statistics, but in terms of like the kingdom actually ha- like everything in Re- revelation fulfilled what why do you think that is and does that because the does bible said so <laughs> <laughs> no no but what do you think <laughs> so that all will be fulfilled what what prophecies te- uh, teach anything happening after, no why I mean, do you think the american the american christians why do you think this is going to be so foreign well, to them well this goes out to all christians uh, all over let me ask you <laughs> Was the Bible pointing to Christ coming and and initiating the new covenant and doing away with the old covenant we have in Jeremiah thirty one thirty one? Most and, Christians would probably agree with that, right? And so, if Christ was the promise of Abraham and blessing the nations in his seed, and Christ is that seed, and He blesses all the whole world, if we are in Christ, we are we are true Israel, We're Abraham's descendants, right? And and God is not a racist; He He doesn't care who your mommy and daddy were. If you are in Christ and you're obeying God, then then you are in you're a true Israel because you're in Christ, um, not one who is one outward, but one who is one inward. Um, any other prophecies that talk about rebuilding a temple, um, having Jews have a land again, and and having more sacrifices flies in the face of what the Messiah came to do, and that's the big picture. Christ came and fulfilled prophecy, and. I don't see any prophecy going beyond Christ. And I think what happens is people kind of stretch that out into our days because uh, we are far removed from that, from what those early Christians, a.k.a. Jews that accepted the Messiah as fulfilling the prophecies, um, we still need something to look forward to in our own time or in our future. So we read ourselves into Scripture and... um, when when I looked at the way that the Hebrews looked at scriptures and the, the way that um, the Holy Spirit unlocked that to the apostles and, and gave them evidences through miracles to establish them as authorities that we got our word from, um, I stopped looking at, at the word talking to me when Paul said you, and I looked at him him talking to his listeners that he was writing to. Because they had expectations and his words had relevance to them, audience relevance. So that was the big shift. That was a huge shift. Yeah. That's one I've, I've only fairly recently started to pay attention to, somewhat embarrassingly, to be in my mid-30s and feel like I'm just sort of getting a handle on <laughs> on something that I've I mean, the first three verses of life. Revelation say this is, at, this is soon to take place. Yeah. This is at hand. Yeah, now you mentioned because uh, they, they wanted something to look forward to. Sure. Is there anything that after 70, the post-70 AD church mm-hmm. is looking forward to? As yeah, a preterist. You, you have a relationship with God. Thank you. Thanks to Christ. And you live as righteous as you can. You you help the kingdom grow. And then you live forever in relationship with God in heaven. Wait, what, well, so, so you we, don't truly die because when your body dies, you will be present with the Lord. We're looking forward to heaven. No, you're looking forward to living in the kingdom of God, living righteously. Which is today. Today. Yes. With Satan. Okay, wait. 
so is the kingdom of God today? Because after seventy AD, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus returned. In the kingdom, yes. So this, so what we have today is how. Not not to say that our you know current political or ge- you know geopolitical or whatever that state, stuff doesn't mean anything right, to the Bible. Right. To me. So so what we are living in today is the current state of the world. Mm-hmm. You know things change. It's and still it, a fallen state. Right. Right. But so right. Well, that's my question. But you're either in the kingdom of God or you're not. Well. Well. So my question is. Is is the the earth we're living on now how it's going to continue for the rest of eternity? Well, I don't know when the earth is going to cease to exist. So, I, so is the earth going to cease to exist? I don't know. If if you're not if you're not taking these things all these things literally, it's tough to define. There's a lot uh, of I apparent, don't apparently because yes. there is a verse that says yes. his kingdom will continue to increase forever. What is that to you, Scott? Like, what is what is earth and heaven? Like, what do you know? Because it seems like you want definitions. What do you think? Well, heavens and earth is touchy because if you take it literally, people are expecting the heaven and earth to vanish. And that's how they know the second coming hasn't happened because here we are. And the sun hasn't grown dark. The moon hasn't turned dark. The stars so have Did bright. that happen in 78? Oh, absolutely. And it didn't happen during Isaiah's time or Ezekiel's time. But those are the same language that's used when those nations were destroyed and judged by God. What did you say? Jewish? Apocalyptic? Yeah, I would say Hebrew, yeah, Hebrew, Hebrew apocalyptic language I was about to of say judgment. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the four blood moons was the joke, but sold a lot of books. <laughs> you um, did just have a full uh, a super, a moon? super moon. I saw yeah. super moon. There was a yeah. black moon recently. I don't yeah. know what that was. The rapture was supposed to happen uh, four or five days ago, according to one YouTube video I saw. Which is re- that's stupid. It's funny. I, How can you claim to know the exact day? It does. So I look into some of these things. So Google thinks I'm interested in the rapture. Oh, here we so go. So I get sent yeah. a bunch of cookies. Yeah, a bunch of. <laughs> but stuff. but despite but despite all all that stuff, the the world. The world the, the ended pre- for the old covenant. The essentially, pre- those, the those Jews in in, in Jerusalem. Uh, Ended. It it was done. They but, got destroyed by Rome. But for the preterist, there is no there is no prophecy yet to be fu- for the full preterist. Right. There is no prophecy to be fulfilled, which would include the end of Revelation, the new heaven and the new earth. Um, well, that that's the new heaven and new earth. I started to talk about that was the covenant, the Israelites and the covenant as referred to, I believe, in the Old Testament. New heaven and new earth wasn't referring to actual the heavens and the planet. It was referring to the Israelites and them as a people and their covenant. Because the earth and the sea dichotomy. No, because he said, I call you heaven and earth as a witness, and he's talking to the Israelites. So, so there's not going to be a new, a new heaven. There's not going to be a new heaven and a new earth. So there's no there's no prophecy. No, in there scripture. is, but it's well, not, no, it's already happened. Yeah. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. That, is that yes. it's already happened. The way I believe, and it, it happened yes. spiritually. Yes. So there's not going to be a literal new heaven and new earth. So right now we are ruling and reigning with Christ. Christ is r- reigning the earth with an iron. Well, let me ask you scepter. this: Where is, is Jesus right now? In our hearts. What verse is that? In three out of I our four hearts. I thought he was at the, the right hand of God and sitting on the throne. Well, he, he's that and he's okay. also in our hearts. I thought the Holy Spirit was in our hearts. Well, well, well God, Jesus, and the Holy right, Spirit But Christ ascended. God actually hasn't received the Holy Spirit yet. <laughs> According line. to Jeff. No, but all, all, three, all three are said to be so, living in us. So yeah. Christ 
ascended after his resurrection right. to the right hand of God on the throne. Right. In, and he's going in the, he's, in the kingdom, right? And he's going he's physically What is a throne? It's a, it's well, he's physically authority per, over a kingdom. He's physically preparing a place for us right now. Well, he <laughs> I just, no, he he is he is head of he's he's over all principalities and powers, authorities and all that. Yes. Well, the the tabernacle then the then the temple was the abode of God, right? Well, what happened in, well, in Acts only, 2... only when God came... Right, but in Acts right. 2... Israelites thought they were. He, he said, we're, I, I, my father, there are many abodes, not tab- not dwelling places, but abodes. And what are Christians now? They're the abodes of the Holy the, Spirit. The temple. I will go and make my home in you. So Christians are the abode of God now. We are, um, if we're in Christ, we are where God dwells, the, His Holy Spirit. Right. That's what the church, the body of Christ is. So we're a better um, better covenant in all ways. We're not made with hands and stone, but of flesh. Right. I want to know from Scott, I know boxes are not fair, and you've even, even admitted to being a fundamentalist. Oh, we need more beer. There's, um, well, you'd have to define fundamentals, but sure. But no, but no you, you call yourself that. I don't think you are. I think you're more than that. And I... So what, <laughs> Thank you. I hate fundamentalists. <laughs> See, I, I like to defend Scott because I, I'm not for liberal, liberal interpretations for the most part of the, the Bible. But I think I'm also not for literal but interpretations know, either. What you have been describing, some people consider a liberal interpretation. But uh, but I think the liberals would, yeah the liberals would take it a step further and say liberals Jesus, wouldn't consider it uh, Jesus wasn't even coming back well, in seventy I, I it was, it was figurative it, before it was a liberal prophetic would not or, look at the Bible as authoritative and I think no there's liberals that do that's the thing is that's where boxes fail is that true. and that's why I don't is like your yeah, use of, yeah boxes of my box of, eh. don't All use I my box in like this that, context like is I, Scott you've been asking questions from a certain point of view. I mean, you're not just like... Well, clarification, because I... because no, sure. I've no those are the same questions so, I asked, uh, to be honest. Those are the I've, same questions I asked. I've looked for a clear... Can you give the listener... Because up until now, the listener is for, has been forced to assume kind of where you're coming from. Where in general would you say right now, just generally, are you coming from when you're asking Dave these questions? Like, what do you think? Yeah, so I, I think that Jesus... Obviously, he foretold the destruction of the temple, which mm-hmm. happened. That right. Actually, and what did that mean to the apostles he told it to? When he said, not one stone will be left on another, they said, in response to that, oh, when will the sign of your coming be? And the end of the age. And the end of the age. So right. his, the destruction of the temple meant the end of the old covenant age and his coming. And then he told them what it meant. He said, when, when the temple is surrounded. Yeah. But well, when then he says... The same way you see me go, the same way I will I will come back. But then you say that his... Well, sec- he didn't say that. An angel did. So was it accurate? Well, Why, uh, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? What did I, his coming? What did what was what does coming look like? On a well, cloud? No, 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 what, did his, he come his, on his, a cloud? No, his ascension. It said the same way you see me going up, the same way you'll see me coming back. So I, Scott, I believe is what it said. Scott, in general, you're more. I I I would I would consider myself a pre-millennial post Oh, you're wrong. Pre-millennial <laughs> pre, pre millennial post tribulation and the tribulation is defined 
uh, is is pre wrath tribulation. Did so the church in Paul's day go through the tribulation? Any so tribulation? Well, so the tribulation would be not a seven year period because the tribulation is never defined as a seven year period. Thank you, Scott. So so in that, and that that's the, true. That's the other situation I have. With so he's not totally full of shit. Is that what you're saying, Dave? <laughs> well, so so the other situation. Well, he's I, read some Bible. He didn't so, find the seven year tribulation anywhere yeah. in it. So what I what I have a problem with is when I look up full preterist. I always I always hear them responding to the pre uh, the pre tribbers. Mm-hmm. So I can I can never get a response like what is preterism? Well, Just tell me what preterism is. I went from pre trib to amillennial and and then oh, slightly wow. post millennial to <laughs> this. Yeah, this, I know. It's, for all of you that have never yeah. heard these terms, the yeah. <laughs> so so Google I w- is at work. I would I would put it that some of it was fulfilled. In seventy eight. Yeah, you're a you're a partial preterist, and every Christian is because they believe it, some prophecy was fulfilled it, in the past. Yeah. If don't you, put Scott in a box. <laughs> no, how dare so, you? So yes, I, I. So do you believe there's an I, antichrist in I, the future? Yes. Okay. Did you know that word only occurs five times in the Bible, and it was mm-hmm. penned by John, and that was in First John, Second John. Mm-hmm. And, and two out of five, it applies to me. And it was defined by John <laughs> in all of its occurrences, and he didn't use that word once in Revelation. He wrote Revelation. Right. Did you know that? That John wrote Revelation. Did you know all the things I just said? I've heard. I've, <laughs> I've heard. I've heard most of them. The yeah. Antichrist does not yeah. appear anywhere in Revelation. Okay. I've heard Jeff but, Pearson. But the beast, hold on. The beast appears. <laughs> Okay, right. well, this could go for what, a very long yes. time. What, I mean, okay, whether you're a preterist <laughs> or pre-trish, I'm going to tie it together here for <laughs> application. I'm not going to tie he, anything for, no. for application. I'm to untie he's all not, of this. He's not. <laughs> really, ultimately, uh, Scott, why was why do we have the Bible? Seriously, in five I'm words, dead serious. Five words, <laughs> dead serious. So we we have the Bible as God's revelation to Very us. So we question. have an, we have an objective standard, so that we can view how God has revealed Himself, His promises He has made to previous generations, so that they are recorded, so that subsequent generations can know what God has done. And what their obligations are to fulfill the covenant. Okay, so what impact is the Bible having on your life and how you live it out each day? Told you he's going to bring it back to application. So I, I read it and I say, man, I'm so glad Jesus came because I suck as a human being. Now what being. about all those times you thought Obama was the Antichrist? Oh, no, no, I'm I'll, just kidding. I'm kidding. So, so I think Obama has a better chance Is of Trump being, now the Antichrist. No, no, Obama right. has a better chance now of being the Antichrist because, as President of the United States, you cannot constitutionally you cannot sit on another you cannot sit on another uh, entity's council, high council. But now he's not president, so he can. I'm just saying that as as just an off. I don't think Obama's the Antichrist, but okay. anyway. But a person like Obama can be how people get behind him so quickly. They 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 ran to him. They, but you're kind of going away from how John defined the Antichrist. But go ahead, Jeff. Well, he's like a world political leader. <laughs> Thanks. So, no, that, no, so for me, actually, John never defined it that. He defined it as those who deny Christ was come in the flesh. Well, that's the spirit of Antichrist. Right. And many Antichrists yeah. were but, there when but he wrote then, it. But then Antichrist... Is not in Revelation. The man... Well, I would I would equate Antichrist to the man of lawlessness. That's the problem. You're equating things. Right. So, so I you're, have, iso, you're, you're, you're not exegeting, you're isogeting. Not necessarily, because if you can... If you, <laughs> not necessarily. If, More terms for you to look up. If you, if, you can, if you can tie the Antichrist with the man of lawlessness together, 
then but it's you have not no reason to do so. so. That's well, how you're living each day. That's great. No, no, so, no. So, no, no. Dave, so did I answer your question, Dave? Yes. Yeah, you did. You yes. Did. I have no. I, I, suck, I have no follow up. I you suck s- as a human Scott being. Scott sucks. I suck as a human being. I desperately need a savior, and I'm glad that Jesus was the savior. That's your definition, but not how you're living it. But okay, here we go. I think (laughs) all eschatological eschatological views. It's good beer. Me and Scott, (laughs) me and Scott, Zach, Jeff, we can all love each other. We can all go to heaven when we die. We can all preach the gospel and live righteously. And not have the same view. We can all have four different views right. on the end times or eschatology. Right. I have seven views right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not an option. There's only so many views. But Dave, you, you, went, no, through this, you went through this change in yeah. lens in how you're reading the Bible. Yeah. So how in your day-to-day life, how does that impact how you're living? Did it? I don't know if... Reading the Bible changed that, but just me getting more serious about life. And again, like I said earlier, I think uh, being married with children had a part in that. So a purpose. Maturing had a part in that. Not a purpose. I maybe thought my purpose was just being comfortable, happy, whatnot. Um, okay, not, not truly, purpose, not truly dying, not truly dying to myself and living for the kingdom and starting in the home because the kingdom, growing the kingdom starts at home because. Right. I raise my children to be arrows shot into the future, and the kingdom grows that way. And um, not in the Islamic sense, like though, planting right? seeds. But that, that's a big. You could say planting seeds. Like my church is small and grows slowly, but it grows very strongly because we're teaching people to be disciples and teaching them to obey all that Christ commanded. We're not having thousand people having an altar call and never see them again. How big is like, your church? And I'm not bagging like, on any church that does yeast that. Or a mustard seed, maybe. If only there was a parable that described what you're talking about. That's too bad. There Bible's isn't. in the in our podcast name. I mean, and you guys never want to talk about it. It's a really weird. This is oh, gonna be two Scott. episodes in a row. That's why they don't like you. <laughs> no, we don't like Scott. We love Scott. You have to appeal to the masses, Scott. And the masses don't like the Bible. Like, Shame on you, masses. No. It, I, I would say that Casting judgment, just I see. getting older and more mature. Right. Don't like Christ, the Bible. It's better. And actually. Thank God, looking back and seeing where my faults were, um, seeing my pride, um, and just looking back and just kicking myself and, and wanting to turn back uh, the clock, um, and seeing how futile just chasing my own tail could be. And it's not that important, you know, because I wake up the next day, oh, what did I do with my time? How does it affect oh, yeah. others? How does it affect me? Did I live for Christ? And I would sit there, oh, I'm Christian. Was I really a new creation? No. And was I dying to myself? No. Um, was I concerned about myself? Yes. Was I concerned about my entertainment? Yes. I was focused on myself and not others. And I did not, uh, I was not a Christian. So that's, that's, um, I knew the truth, but I, I, I would want to disagree. I would want to disagree with that, but that's because yeah, that thinks shows everyone's a Christian. A radical shift that has affected how you treat others and view others by default, mm-hmm. which is, like Scott mentioned before, you don't have to hold some type of full quote preterist view to to look at yourself as yeah. And that had nothing well. to do with my my eschatology at all. Yeah, but they're, they're actually two different topics. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't wake up in the morning and go, oh man, I'm glad I'm a pre eschatology seems to be a little more interesting. But yeah, the more important thing is is living <laughs> righteously and denying myself, being a new creation, um, and and 
basically loving others the way Christ did. It's, Trying it's to the live hardest like thing. It's the hardest thing to do because yeah. we want to focus on our own comforts, our own our own preservation. I mean, I've gone from you know being somewhat patriotic to believing. Sorry, Scott, that Christians shouldn't be in the military. Now, wow. I'm going to get a lot of flack from people in my own church for that, but wow. I don't think Christ would call people into the military. Give up your guns. No, Sign I believe for in the loving your neighbor, party. and so I would protect someone with my my concealed carry permit. But I don't know that I should protect myself with it. So, and when you are owned by the government, that gov- is fascinating. When you're owned by the government, and you're, let's say they say we're going to go attack, you know, some Beijing, and you're over China, oh. and, you, and you don't know what your who your orders are coming from or what they are, but you got to start fighting people and shooting, blowing stuff up. You're killing Christians, probably. Oh well, yeah, there's stories for World the government. War II. So World War II, they're in trenches, yeah, and you got the yeah. French and or the English and the German. And then Christmas Day, right? So you're signing. They come out of the trenches, and they come out. You're giving allegiance to a country, and and you shouldn't give your allegiance to a a political power. So a lot of things were clarified for you. Yeah, and you move forward. I think I matured through, and and also in the way I I viewed scripture, and I took it serious. I spent a lot less time entertaining myself, and a lot more time with my nose in the Word. And 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 when I was working, I'm blessed to have a lot of like. A time where I can just be wrapping vehicles, um, and I have my headphones on listening to Bible commentary, and I spent hundreds and hundreds of hours listening to commentary on the whole Bible, and just getting views other than, you know, my own, just opening up to things like, oh, oh Ezekiel's boring, but I'm going to listen to it anyways, and it's... Ezekiel's it's boring? boring? Excuse me? <laughs> well, big, uh, well, I guess that was a bad one to pick. And so numbers. We get, your, we get your point. So, so my interest in the Word of God became more, and, and my interest in my own entertainment became less, and that's how I kind of came to where I am now. So realizing there are other streams of Christianity and Christian thought and Christian interpretation of Scripture and opening yourself up to that stuff and then kind of yeah, weighing that's part things. Of so do you have any resources that you would recommend for people that are just like preterism? What the hell sure. is preterism? The best balanced um, resource, I would say, would be thenarrowpath.com. Um, there's also the Narrow Path radio show, and that's by Steve Gregg. And I will say this, he's a partial preterist. I'm a, more of a full preterist, so I don't agree Breyer. on everything. Um, but I would say he has... The, that would be my main resource. Another one would be Gary DeMar. Another one would be... Um, is there a book by Gary DeMar? He has there's, a few. There's a few, yeah. Uh, but I highly recommend um, Steve Gregg's book on hell and his book on Revelation because he tries to give a balanced view of all the main um, takes on Scripture and Revelation and the balance, the three you know, main views on hell. Scott, did you have any resources? He tries that to educate like? and not indoctrinate. Okay. Impregnate. <laughs> Your mind. He's impregnating your mind. Hey, to go back to your the first year of your marriage, how was the first year of your marriage? Rocky. Um, not fair, probably one-sided. She probably gave up more than I did. Um, maybe selfish. Did it turn at some point for it's the better? It's still turning. Yeah. I'm still learning to be a better um, man of God, more selfless. I'm still learning. I'm not, I, I had a... Long ways to go. Zach might even, in some way, be able to testify. I've always looked up to Zach. He's not. I'll toot his horn. horn. Can you? Whoa. Can you talk Whoa. slower? Just talk slower about me. Sure. I've always looked up to he's, Zach. He's always seemed very. Um, 
I don't want to say preterist. selfless, but he has not been um, very prideful, in, in my opinion. He's part of that is he's non-confrontational. Part of that he's he's not trying to push scared, his, not trying to push his agenda. <laughs> Timid. Okay, you could kick some serious butt, but was he? Was But I think he's always been a humble heart. I think he's always been. Um, I don't want to say selfless, but I'll say he has been somewhat humble. And um, that I've always looked up to that. I'd say generous and in, in he's always I've always looked up to him in no. that way. I've been way yeah. more prideful. Okay, enough about Zach. <laughs> so, in, and I, I like Scott really, for a lot of reasons as well. In your first, in your first, but not those. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, kingdom come. Some of those. Uh, so, first year of marriage, your wife and how you think she viewed you, and today, how you think she views you. I think she sees I'm getting better. <laughs> what do you mean better? Uh, he explained. Uh, he yeah. explained he's, he wants to become more yeah, of a man no, of God. I, so it's, it's literally... She probably doesn't want to jump out of the plane at this point. But it's literally spiritually or in yeah, terms of better? The, the, the fellowship I have at our, at, our, at our fellowship, we call it, um, and the relationships I'm, I've been building with these other men, and some of it accountability, some of it just you know getting serious about the way I live my life. And not focusing so much on myself, and part of it's maturing. Um, I think I'm I'm becoming more palatable to my wife. I think she's starting to see that um, there's hope as far as <laughs> she didn't make a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> were the wheels and the women in the church are telling her she can't divorce me, so that helps. Okay, good, good, good. But they right. Well, Wait, how I was bad? almost going to say this. How, 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 okay. That's, <laughs> okay. By the way, that was never on the table. So. <laughs> Did a did a hubcap fall off? Did a wheel fall off the wagon in your? How dare you? Because in Kentucky, <laughs> they have real automobiles yeah. that um, fit together and work, and the wheels are round. Yeah, Jeff. it was a one. Um, a, let me just say, lopsided relationship, and it's becoming less lopsided as I learn to um, focus on others and serve others and, and think about others more than myself. I mean, it's it's really simple if you boil it down to that. So you're not a finished product and recognizing I that I probably never will be a finished product. Right. And just, but it's almost like, is that re- realization is the key to at least orienting yourself in the right direction. Yeah, realizing I get that you're slapped not, a You don't lot. have it together. So. <laughs> Say figure, that again? I, I figuratively, <laughs> by the Holy Spirit, not by my wife. Oh, okay. You know, let's say I'm looking at a car and go, oh, look at that idiot. He's doing this and that. And I go, what am I doing? I'm a Christian. Why am I saying that about this person? I don't know them, and I'm comparing myself to them, and I just get convicted, and I feel like an idiot. Well, you let Satan in. Oh, gosh. Here again. <laughs> limited yeah, yeah, limited Because he's really wise. interested in me, because I, I, I have so much influence in the world. But what about Satan and his minions? What about his minions. devils? So that's another the topic fallen, some, for the someday. Fallen, uh, the fallen ones, are they bound as I think well? The, what Sorry, Jeff. People, what the populace probably needs to hear more is the stuff that Jeff's asking and less of this back and forth about, about I'm not details. married, so I don't care what Jeff is saying. Why aren't you married, Scott? Because I don't care oh. what Jeff is saying. Are you holding out? I'm holding out for the neighbor. Yeah. Not my neighbor. Whose neighbor? I'm not going to say okay. now. <laughs> She's not going to hear this oh anyways. It doesn't matter. Oh. I think Scott's a catch, by the way. 
You need a big pole. Wait, that doesn't Whoa. sound right. <laughs> My God. Scott, let's talk about Gamora I mean, the and strength. now. Tensile strength. <laughs> yeah, he sure is a good catch. You know, for all of Scott's conservatism and fundamentalism and just being passionate. <laughs> wow. No, I think Scott's going to end up marrying a woman pastor. No. And they're going to have the best arguments Ever. I, and I would I would argue with Ever. her every day. Yeah, I, would love I don't it. think Scott would be. And it would lead to makeup to sex a lot, <laughs> and makeup babies. Yeah, makeup babies. And we can argue about the babies. Obviously, I actually defended Scott. I don't know if you know this a while back on his um, stance on a lot of the Bible. I would say maybe not eschatology, um, yeah. but and not being so liberal as far as the way society is looking back and say, oh, man, that doesn't jive with how society is now. We should kind of tweak what the Bible's trying to say. To So I, I'm with you, Scott, that I, I think women should stay in the kitchen and not be heard or seen. And be, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, that. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm not going to disagree. I, I, I'm, I'm completely joking. Um <laughs> Like, I think I would draw the line at least, like, uh, a pastor of being yeah. a, a head, a, fe- a head pastor being a female, I would say. The CEO pretty clear in the pretty Bible. Con- pretty conservative Very view conservative. on that. Well, yeah. well I would say a, see, a, I wouldn't even consider, I, I wouldn't okay. box I would, or can, label yeah. it as conservative. No, he Zach is correct. View. We're trying to. Zach is correct. I, I would like to conserve what the Bible says. It, right. Okay. <laughs> if, be, if that's to, what Zach means by conservative. <laughs> All right, and, and just but I, no, yeah. I'm not against women leading in ministries, and um, uh, yeah. So you have a nuanced view, Jeff. I have a nuanced view too. Why'd you ask me, Bo? We need. To, we're wrapping they this never up. Do. They we're never landing do. this. Jeff, are you are you in the plane? Are you on our plane? I think Jeff might have jumped out. <laughs> and just just for the there's rec- that part yeah. where okay. Tom Cruise yeah. is on the outside of the plane holding on at the beginning of one of the Mission Impossibles. The little sky. Like, Scott, would you open the door? Heck no! Open the door! Heck no! Open the door! Scott. Okay, come in, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, well, go ahead. Okay, I apologize. Ultimately, I think you you said it best, Dave, that you're serving others. Like when it comes down to it, you want to serve your wife I want to and your family. Think about others b- before myself. Right. Love, loving, yeah. Right, and thank you for defining love, Scott. Any comments? <laughs> oh, sorry. If folks uh, could kill. <laughs> Ow, Scott, that hurts. Man, if I had a stone. <laughs> oh, yes. and you could bound me and stone me to death. The stone IPA is what I'm talking about. Uh, okay, no, <laughs> I I think when I hear um, people talking about life and their marriages and fellowship, it ultimately comes down to serving others, thinking about others before themselves. Like, how can I help you out? Or how can you know when I walk in the door? How can I help my wife with the kids and all of this ultimately is loving others, thinking about others, and and loving and strengthening your 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 marriage, and and as you said, shooting, down my life, sh- yeah, 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 shooting arrows out into the future, you know, for your kids to just to live this great life that we've been left with, and I I just I hear all of the. I hear the Bible conversation and 
and I think what how does this how does this grab people um because people are going through real challenges in life and so ultimately your story is man I it's it's still going. Yeah, I don't want you to think I personify those ideals. Right, but the, I, I, the, I see those as being uh, the goal. Right. The old, I mean, the struggle that people who are listening, the struggles that they're going through and the challenges that they're going through, yes, when we read the Bible and we, we read of um, the stories of Jesus, how he treated people, and and how others learn to follow and treat uh, people is something that's been passed on to us. You know, once they became a follower of Christ and had the Holy Spirit, um, what did that look like? How did they live life together? And I don't think it's I don't think it's really what we see around us today. I think it looks a lot different. Um, I I see a lot of people still living their lives for themselves but calling themselves Christians because they're forgiven and they got to take it to heaven. And I think what Christianity is has been perverted. And that's what I'm trying to work past and through in, in how I, in the traditional understanding of how I read the Bible, instead of seeing, you know, I said a prayer when I was a teenager and accepted Christ in my heart. Now I'm going to heaven and I'm forgiven for every, all the crap I do and how I treat others and how I still live, you know, selfishly. I, I think it's different. Um, it, it's not about me. Do you get? Do you do you trip and get into battles with your wife? Arguments with your wife? Oh yeah, I would say she she would be like, well, you know, this this is news to me. But you know, it's, he, this I like I said, I don't personify this ideal. Right. I just see it as the ideal, and I and I want to strive to reach right. that. Right, and I think in reality, people are going through all kinds of challenges and struggles, especially in marriage. I mean, it's just a battle. It feels like the battle, World War Three. Yeah, well, most cha- most struggles and challenges are because people are concerned about themselves, right. and I think it's like, oh, this is affecting me in this way. Well, they're, they're again, they're looking at themselves, and the the less they looked at themselves, the, the less they're going to see that they're going through troubles, and the more they're going to be concerned about other people's troubles and other people's struggles. And so I think even being concerned about yourself and what's going on is is still missing the point. Right. You ever find yourself in with your family or with your wife and you're in conversation and you you have this uh, moment where you like why why would I do that? Are you projecting? Um, why would I do no. <clears throat> Jeff, where are you going with this? Why would I do that? Because she didn't even do this. All the time. Every day? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what happens, week. I find myself de- trying to defend myself. And that goes back to feeling like there was a, some kind of injustice and, and how dare that happen. Well, that's all, that's pride. That's being concerned about what happened to me instead of focusing on, well, why did she feel this way? Why is she angry? Why am, why am I not focusing first on her instead of myself? And I think if I can talk to any married couple... Any fight you have is because of pride. It's, you're concerned about defending yourself against some injustice or being right. How do you neutralize that? I mean, how do you neutralize? Be more like Zach and say, you know, just don't care about the wrong that's been done to you and care about the other person. 
Yeah, wow. re- rebuke Satan from your life, right, Dave? No. <laughs> can, can we end the podcast right there? Yeah, just be more like Zach. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, Don't pump his Christ, up like Christ that. was had tremendous injustices, and how did he respond to those? He cracked a whip. He didn't respond to those. In fact, he asked the Father to forgive them because he loved them more than himself, and so he died to himself for others. He told me come back in judgment. So any, any <laughs> no, separate the sheep he, from the goats. He judged, this is like two rappers. <laughs> Dave singing and he, Scott's got the background. He judged. He judged. Awesome. Those. Judge tears from the wheats. Yo, boom. So uh, back to Revelation chapter twenty. Uh, John saw the souls of those that were martyred for the name of uh, for Jesus' sake, and they wanted judgment on those that did that, and, and that's what happened. He it wasn't. Um, he wasn't judging people that hurt him. He judged people that hurt his followers. Um, yeah, if you feed me, you feed them. Yeah. The, if you feed them, you feed me. Yeah. So so Jesus obviously always goes back to Jesus, how he was an example for us. And yeah. he... he No place to lay his he head. He doesn't have a house. Spit on. Sell it, Zach. Sell the house. And whatnot. And if anybody had a right to feel like they were they had a great injustice it was him he didn't do no wrong yet he was murdered he was put to death for things he didn't do and he didn't say boof Thank them one time. <laughs>